Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, gang, and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. And of course, we begin today with the old big news that Harold Kane, who has reportedly told Tottenham Hotspurs he wants to leave the club in the summer, with the England captain wanting to resolve his future before the Euros begins. Hmm, I wonder if a club's already come in for him. Hmm, I wonder... Now, Spurs look likely to miss out on Champions League qualification and lost in the League Cup final to Manchester City. Here's how the story developed across TalkSport on the Press Box and my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, that can be heard Monday to Thursday from 10pm. 45 minutes played, it's Spurs 1, Wolves 0, and who else but Harry Kane with his 22nd goal in the Premier League this season. Harry Kane has told Tottenham he wants to leave Spurs in the near future. What he didn't want to do, I think, was put in a transfer request. What he wanted to do was go amicably with uh, Daniel Levy's blessing. Now, that's clearly not going to be, wasn't going to be easy for him to do, but it's been clear for quite some time that Harry Kane has realised that he has to go elsewhere if he wants to win trophies at the age he's at. He isn't going to get them at Tottenham. When a player of the calibre of Harry Kane becomes available and it seems he is available certainly according to his representatives then you have to be seen to be interested I think it will be the same with Chelsea so I think what we're going to see now is probably a very public bidding war involving those three clubs the two from Manchester um, and from Chelsea England captain looks like golden boot again this season he's top of the list of assists as well as goals what a player if Harry Kane leaves there's no permanent manager in place so if you go for a world-class manager, is somebody going to take that job losing your best player? We act and, and talk like we're a big football club. But end all is the, you know, the club needs a rebuild on the pitch and the squad's not good enough. He's given huge amounts of service to that club. You know, he's been as loyal as he can and he's watched there be... He's watched there been a number of close shaves, you know, win, nearly win the league when Leicester won it, nearly win the Champions League when Liverpool won it. They got to a number of semi-finals of, of cups, haven't quite managed to get like that. And I don't think any football fan, any Spurs fan, can begrudge him wanting at this stage of his career when he's at the peak of his powers. I mean, look at the amount of goals he scored this season. He's, he, he's in, he will be in the conversation for player of the year. It would be a catastrophe, Tottenham losing him, and I think Daniel Levy will be doing everything he can in the background to hang on. Yeah, so I think he'll end up for Manchester, probably the blue off. 
the only way, the only way I could see him going to Chelsea is if there's a bidding war and Chelsea offer more and Daniel Levy says, look, you want to leave? That's fine. But you're, you're going to go to the highest price. He's got lots of options in the Premier League, but whether they're prepared to pay the money that Tottenham will want is another matter altogether. Next up, we look ahead to a repeat of Saturday's FA Cup final as Leicester travelled to Chelsea in a massive game in the race for the top four. There could, of course, be a situation where Chelsea miss out on the top four and lose in the Champions League final. So what does that mean for Thomas Tickle-Tickle and his future? Well, we'll hear from both managers. TalkSport's Adrian Durham. He's not both managers. He's TalkSport's Adrian Durham. And the former Liverpool midfielder Danny Murphy on White and Jordan, who thinks regardless of the results, Tuchel's future is safe at Stamford Bridge. Here is Tielemans from distance, shooting to Oh, what a goal. It's a brilliant drive. Rodgers runs down the touchline to celebrate and Leicester lead in the FA Cup final. And it's Yuri Tielemans who scored the goal. And Leicester are making the big boys blush again. We've enjoyed the moment and now we're going to another very big game for us. We, we want to arrive in the Champions League. We've, we've worked so hard throughout the season, Pete, and... Uh, so we want to take that opportunity to be in there, and we know it's it's down to ourselves. We play in three competition, and uh, you win the semi final against Real Madrid, then you go back into race of top four. Suddenly, you are in the final again of a, of, a, of of FA Cup. Then you go back to race of top four. It's not that easy to 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 be focused and have the concentration level and and the right amount of tension. The general feeling is that they probably they weren't in the top four when he came, so he's improved them and that gave them the chance by the, the run they went on. I don't think anybody really expected them to be in the Champions League final, so he's, he's done more than expected. As Leicester try to hold on, they have held on. There is the full-time whistle. And for the first time in their 137-year history, Leicester City are the winners of the FA Cup. The top-class team, they're in the Champions League final for a reason, because they've got uh, an incredible squad of players. Uh, so for us, it was, a, it was a huge result for us. Uh, and to, to win the trophy and now we'll go into the next game um, with the same idea I know we have to work really really hard uh, be equally as aggressive and, uh, and see if we make our opportunities count Of course the, the situation is very clear it's still in our hands this is uh, absolutely positive and, and what we worked hard for For us we write our own story and, and our story is now to go into this next game see if we can get a result and uh, if we get the win Brilliant, we're there. If not, then it uh, goes to the last game. The hardest thing is perhaps getting to these finals at times. Mm, so yeah. he's got to an FA it's Cup final, point. he's got to a Champions League final, they're in the top four. If they fall away from all three, then you have to look at that and say, what's that telling you at this moment in time? What it might be telling Roman Abramovich, he's got to get his checkbook out again to back this guy. But it also tells you that at the business end, the business end is what these guys are paid for. This is what he gets 10, 12, 13, 14 million pound a year for, right? To be able to deliver an outcome when it comes to the business end. And if you're in a final and you're in two finals and the other final is getting inside the top four and you fall away from all three, you have to expect criticism. There is a lot of surrounding, there's a lot of talks, there's a lot of constellations, what happens if. So the best thing is to to stay focused on what, on what you can influence and this is our performance. And so we approach this game like any other game, with a clear will and desire to win. Have Chelsea progressed in recent recent months? Yes. Yes, there's an argument to say they've done it in a very pragmatic way. 
and maybe you'd like to see him a bit more on the front foot at times, but everything evolves. You can't expect him to walk in there and play like Man City overnight. You know what I mean? He's They play the right way. They try and play out from the back, but they're yeah. hard to beat. And you're very strange from Thomas Tuchel. He's getting a lot of praise. I saw an article today which basically opened with the sentence, Thomas Tuchel has been brilliant since he's been at Chelsea. Well, has he? I mean, really, when it comes to the crunch, he might have made them better. Has he been brilliant, really? Meanwhile, last night saw a return to action for fans at several sporting events, whilst tonight sees the first Premier League games with supporters in 2021. Hurrah! And it's safe to say, we've all been looking forward to having you back. Us back, them back, back. Playoffs always an invigorating prospect that exponentially increased by the return of the lifeblood of our game. The fans back in from here to Barnsley to Morecambe to Lincoln. A trip to the football back as part of the fabric to our lives. And here come Barnsley out of the tunnel. And one hell of a noise greets them. Football. It's nothing without fans, and I mean, uh, it was too long now uh, missing them, and uh, we are really absolutely happy that we get 8,000 now. It will be an amazing atmosphere tomorrow, I think. I think all of us are ecstatic with, with fans entering a stadium. This football and football stadiums come very sterile, what, a year, a year ago, maybe more than that. And, and I think we've all missed that, you know, the atmosphere and what that brings in, in stadiums. So, Pleased to get the fans in the stadium. They can affect things, and obviously we, you know, we hope that our our supporters can help us because we all need some help in the game. We're playing the the champions, uh, and then it's back to you know seeing if you can use that. You have to see what, what, what's what's going on. It's eight thousand. It's it it feels uh, amazing that it's possible, and it's a step in the absolutely right direction. We hope that it's uh, it's it's the extra percentage of, of support that help us to, to, to win tomorrow. It's a completely different experience. It intensifies everything. The good things are so much nicer, and the bad things are, are, are you know worse. And it's another factor that that changes the game. This is a special moment for, for for every player, I think, and especially when you start immediately with the home game. I think it can definitely push you. Yeah. Tomorrow, play with fans, Brighton fans, and last game. We will leave the trophy with our fans in, in, in the Tiag in the final as well. So it's nice to make the aperitif, hopefully, for the next season. Now, Manchester United play their first game tonight with supporters at Old Trafford. Here's United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who believes the events outside the stadium in recent games has affected his players. Well, you can see the pyrotechnics are in full flow behind me just moments ago. They, they all get released. Uh, the chants have been ongoing for some time now as well. Some supporters I spoke to earlier say they'll do everything they can to get this game uh, called off tonight. So that's the general feeling amongst the fans, uh, the ownership of this club. It's never nice to see a club that is uh, not united, uh, fans and the team. And So, of course, we're, uh, we're hoping that... Uh, Tuesday is going to be a positive day that we we move move together that we play a good game of football because that's my job uh, to um, to prepare the team to play well and that they'll enjoy the day because that's that's important now that we uh, get back and enjoy uh, being together. They're not going anywhere the Glazers these mm. Manchester United fans protesting against the owners I always felt it would be very difficult to force them to sell their shares. And really, this is an olive branch they've handed out. They've promised to hold a meeting uh, with members of the Manchester United Fans Forum. We want an owner. Or we want uh, we want this 
I mean, we heard it with the government about the fans being on boards. They won't allow this. The, the, the Glaziers are not interested at all in what the fans have to say. I'm telling you that now. They're paying it lip service. He also says, I want to reassure you that my family and I care deeply about Manchester United. We feel a profound sense of responsibility to protect and enhance its strengths for the long term while respecting its values and traditions. Is that what we got the other week? That, that branded statement, oh, we want to sit down and have a chat. They don't. I'll tell you that now for a fact. They are not interested. What I'm being told is that the owners have a long-term commitment to engage with fans now on a level like they've never done before. And I think they're hoping that they could win the supporters round and, and have a somewhat more harmonious relationship in the future. Surely. I, I just didn't want to use that as an excuse because we, we lost the two games. But surely it's uh, reason behind uh, the performances and the results we've had. Now, Monday night saw the first legs of the Championship playoff semi-finals take place in front of fans as Bournemouth beat Brentford and Swansea beat Barnsley. Here's the best of the action from TalkSports 2's coverage of both games. Good movement off the ball from Billing. Work back in for Dan Juma! 1-0 to Bournemouth! First blood is theirs in the playoff semi-final first leg! That class, that quality, takes one touch to set himself... Then he just rolls it, curls it into the far corner. Lovely little finish just to open out his body. Great goal. Unfortunately, we couldn't take our massive chance to Brian and Boimel. Brentford on the front foot here. Bullwitz inside the penalty area and put in. Or has he put it wide? If that is missed, it is an extraordinary miss. Bournemouth know that if they can get any form of positive result at Brentford at the weekend, then they'll be back in London at the end of the month underneath the arch in the playoff final. Yeah, please, but let's not get carried away. It's half-time. It's half-time. It's 90 minutes to go. We've got a massive game when we go to Brentford. They're an exceptional, exceptional, well-drilled team with a, with a very good manager. So we know we've got it, we've got it on. We played well today. Um, and we need to turn up again next Saturday. I thought it was a very tight game between two good sides that you know tried to get on top of the game throughout the game. I think Bournemouth were slightly more dangerous than us. And then second half, I thought we were better. Ayew! It's 1-0 Swansea! What a lovely goal from Andre Ayew! And the Swans have first blood in this semi-final at Oakwell. Barnsley nil, Swansea won. Tony Harrington blows the whistle to end this first leg and Swansea City will take a precious one-goal advantage back down to South Wales. They know what they're going to get from Barnsley. They've got to nullify that threat. They've got to be able to be brave enough and play well because when they do get the ball down and play, when they do get those little passes in, it makes it very difficult for the opposition no matter who it is. That's a week today until Gareth Southgate names his England squad for this summer's Euros. But who will be on the plate? Well, it's not really a plane, is it? Well, it might be a plane. Anyway, and who's going to miss out? Laura Woods, Super Ali McCoyst and Jamie O'Hara discussed the prospect of Jack Grealish being included, which, of course, led to this disagreement in the studio. He's not going to be 100%. So it is is a gamble. It is a gamble for for Southgate to pick him. It really is. You know, if he breaks down again, then you've you've already picked that player. You can't use him. It's going to be really difficult. So he looks half a yard off it watching it. But as you always are going to be when you, when you, you know, when you have three months out, you almost need another preseason to get yourself fit. You need six, seven starts before you really get back into the, the the sort of the flow of it. So 
it's going to be a gamble to pick him. I would take him personally. I would take him because he gives you something different mm. to what we've got. He's got some it's just, it's tough decisions for Southgate. Ali, would you take him anyway? All day. All day, every day. There'll be a conversation. I don't think there's any doubt there'll be a conversation between Gareth and Jack Grealish, Gareth and Dean Smith. And and, and if, if they can convince, in my opinion, if they can convince um, Gareth and, and, and prove his fitness, I think he's a certainty. I don't think he's a certainty. It's, oh, not, it's, it's not Harry Kane, Ali. You know, like... Oh, I know, I, I know, I, I hear I, you. I, I never but... feel like Southgate <clears throat> has really took to Jack Grealish. What you've just said was... He gives England something different. And I think that's why you've got to take him. Because he, he, he's capable of a lot of spark, spark of magic that could win you a game against top, top class opposition. When you've been out for three months, Ali, you know what it's like when you've been injured for a long period of time and you come back and you just feel half a yard short. Watched him yesterday um, uh, against uh, Palace and, yeah. you know, he's, he's receiving the ball. He's, 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 he's not flowing quite yet. And that's just natural. You need minutes. You need time. And... Well, the problem I, he's I, got I, is he has, he's just not going to have enough time to get himself back to full flow. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm, of course, back on my show tonight, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar from 10pm, alongside the former Chelsea striker and West Ham legend, Carlton Cole, taking your calls after Chelsea take on Leicester and Brighton play Man City, but no one cares about that. Oh, that's live on TalkSport. Everyone cares about that. Huge game. Brighton against Man City. That's the one. And we've got it. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks About Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Till then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.